Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hello. I hear a lot of breath, but I don't hear much noise. That was a little... Wayne's well, World throwback for you. Was that Wayne's World? That sounded more Star Trek-y to me. It is, but remember when they're sitting in the car in Wayne's World and he whistles? They're the always sitting in the car in Wayne's World. Is it no, the Bohemian, Bohemian City rap? It's rap? not the Bohemian City at Bohemian. all. <laughs> I can't one. even say it right. How horrible is that? It uh, it was when they were on the car and they were at the airport, like in how the, the planes fly over them. Oh, yeah. It's like, I wish I could boldly go where no one's gone before. <laughs> I love that. Hey, well, it made me think because... Great it, movies from the 80s that would never survive today. Yeah, like like when Bill and Ted's decides to do a third movie. Uh, I hear they're doing that, and that's really kind of scary for me. I became a fan of it on on the Facebook, but I uh, am intrigued more than I am like super excited because I don't know what's going to happen. Well, you think about the first premise of the movie. Yeah, it's their music brings the whole world together in, in peace and harmony. Yeah. And um, the world is not anywhere near that peace and harmony. And so I'm very intrigued to see yeah. um, what they do. Maybe maybe it's the legacy, the Wild Stallions' children. So maybe it's the Wild Ponies. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if they ever married those princesses. Uh, well, according to the movie, yes. Yeah, from the royal ugly dudes. Oh yeah, they had kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did have kids, so those kids are going to be like twenty now. Maybe the whole movie's about them, and if and not more, well, we'll we'll find out soon enough, I guess. But then it made me think, like, why don't they do a Wayne's World three? There's a whole host of reasons why they shouldn't do a Bill and Ted's three, let alone a Wayne's World three. I mean, maybe they're still living all in their parents' basement. But I am kind of excited to see what John Wick does. Yes, as uh. You know, like, is he going to be like the enforcer of the Bill and Ted's? Like, maybe that's actually how it all came about is John Wick goes crazy, kills that everyone that it. is opposing them. And then the wild stallions come up. And, you know, the, the old saying, you know, uh, the victor writes the history. And so yeah, they can write whatever yeah. history they want. And so maybe that's true. The wild stallions was actually a murderous dictatorship wow. that ascended to power thanks to John Wick. And now Thanks, John Wick. the Wild Stallions are rewriting history to say it was their music, which was never good in the first place. I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe. you know, in, with the whole Hollywood, movie, call me anytime. Hollywood. <laughs> Between Thanos and John Wick, I'm pretty sure everyone dies in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Just not totally sure. By the way, Endgame's coming out, and I'm I kind know. of excited about Endgame. I have tickets for the opening night. Yeah. And I feel like it's a misleading, uh, I feel like it's misleading because I don't think it's going to be the end. Like, Marvel's too smart not right. to make it the end game. A hilarious moment. My my wife and I were talking about this after we worked out this morning and we were driving home and and uh, I was talking about end game. She goes, I'll tell you how it ends right now. Everyone comes back to life. Thanos loses. And uh, that's pretty much what happens. Thanks. Spoiler alert. And I'm like, the movie's not even out. And she goes, that's how, what's going to happen. Good guys win. Bad guys lose. That's what happens. Suck it up. Though like, some of them may you, die. Sweetheart. I know that. I know that. Uh, yeah, but. Do they really die? Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Does he? Because I feel like he might be done. I think this contract's over, and so is should have been over. I mean, Chris he was a great Iron Man, Man, but yeah, you Chris know. Evans. Because who is it? Chris Evans. I think it's Captain America. I think Chris Evans isn't she? Isn't that the the tennis player? I don't think so. Everett. Chris Everett. Chris Everett. Is anyways, that ever? anyways, sorry, I was like <laughs> just thinking about the three, and I'm sure we have something we need to talk about. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> 
let me let me tell you the story of my life. Yeah, so, hey, um, in the midst of this crazy. So Monday was a big day for us as a family. We were supposed to find out if our so we're selling our house. We're moving to Argyle, Texas, to do a church plant. We're real, real excited about that. Yeah. And on Monday, we we're supposed to find out if if uh, the house appraises for the amount that the buyer wanted to pay for the house. Um, we were going to put an offer on a new house that we fall, fell in love with and took the kids to, and everyone was excited. And there was a whole big hailstorm that came through two weeks ago, and so we were going to find out about the appraisal of the roof or the adjustment of the roof. Was it going to be totaled, whatever, the cars, everything, everything was going to happen on Monday. So I was fully prepared for the curveballs that would be coming my way, and I had thought through most of them. My realtor calls me on Monday. Yeah. Nine o'clock. Oh. He goes, hey. Call me as soon as you can. I, I was like, so I called him back. We got a problem. And I'm thinking, okay, well, the house didn't appraise. We'll figure it out. We'll adjust the price, whatever. He goes, no, it's not it. Sometime between the buyer being pre-approved for the mortgage back in November and the final run on the numbers, they bought a car. And that changes it drastically? Uh, yeah, it turns out, if you don't know, public service announcement for everyone and anyone, if you are trying to get a mortgage, the one thing that they look at is debt-to-income ratio. And if you go out and buy a car, that throws that ratio out the window. Mm. And so the mortgage company basically comes back to them uh, Sunday night. Again, Sunday nights are interesting because that's when all the stuff is happening. So they weren't completely, they weren't like irresponsible going to Vegas and stuff. They just yeah, bought a car. They bought a car. Okay. Interesting. And, um and, you know, so needless to say, they don't qualify for the loan anymore. So no. guess what we don't get to do? Put an offer on the house that we love. And we have to wait until the, you know, the um, the contract, the whatever we have agreement. Because there's still a chance it could get funding. Yeah. There's still a chance it could get funding. Yeah. Somehow, some way. They're working on it right now because they want the house. Would, uh, commendable to them. And, um, and, and so all of our plans, poof gone like, like a dust snap, in the wind like, like a snap from thanos glove like, like a snap from thanos that's what it was it was a gut punch from thanos is what happened what on it was. monday you were part of that half that went away do you think i can mark like um trademark that like gut pat gut punch from thanos I, I don't think so you don't think so but i but i'd be intrigued to try and find out so anyways um i'm exhausted i'm emotionally exhausted and i'm kind of stressed in fact i, I got to my staff meeting i took an extra 5 minutes in the car and did my breathing exercises cuz i could feel my pulse and i'm sure my yeah that was exactly it i in fact i almost fell asleep man i was i just like i had to relax so we get home and as i'm driving home um and i haven't told my wife and the kids any of this information mm. because i'm i'm like how are they going to take it and um, I, as I'm realizing, driving home and kind of processing through it, what I realize is, you know what? It, this is a really important moment for my kids because we intentionally brought them into this whole process yeah. with the idea of like they're going to see kind of what it looks like to trust God in the big decisions of life. And now they get to see what does it look like when um, everything that you had planned goes out the window. Hmm. And how Tara and I, my wife, react is going to kind of imprint on them, oh, this is how you should react in these moments, in these situations. And honestly, in my flesh, I wanted to be overly stressed. I wanted to be angry because, you know, I mean, this is yeah. now it's prime home buying time and our house is off the market because yeah. we still have a contract that may go through. Possibly. And we might have to, you know, and all of these decisions that did not have to contemplate now i have to contemplate and make you know and 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 so finally when we finally got everyone around the dinner table and we started talking about it 
Um, my kids were mad. One kid was crying and everything else. And and uh, my daughter's, you know, she's looking. She goes, "What do you, mom? What what do mom and you think?" And I was like, "Well, um, I believe God's still good. I believe this mm-hmm. is not a surprise to Him. And yep. I don't know what it means for sure, but I I know it's it it is what it is. There's yeah. nothing I can do about it. And so the quicker we move beyond anger into like solving the problem, the better it is for us as a family. And so we kind of had a few more like moments at the dinner table and then we started laughing and then we started thinking about it and then we're like you know what if it's not the house that if the house we want isn't still there then we're supposed to get a different house and if it is still there maybe that's affirmation that that's the house we're supposed to have but regardless god's in control and he's got it and it was just this moment again reminding me of like when things don't go expected things don't go planned um our kids immediately look to us to see how we react yeah. and we give them permission to act that way when that happens in their life. And so a heavy burden was kind of placed on me. Um, but also this gift of like, wow, I have a chance to teach them different than the way I was taught. Yeah, that That's a cool turning point in life. I feel like those are one of those times that they're going to remember when they get older and go, I remember that time sitting at the table and we almost had this and then we didn't. And it definitely speaks into how they're going to respond in the future. But I don't think we see it at the time. It's like, what the heck? Like, even even because of our culture, we get so caught up in the white picket fence and the dream and the the you know capitalistic thought process of America that we don't see the bigger picture that God's going. I'm I'm only doing this because because I love you, because I'm working all this out for your best. Right. It's like, wait a minute, time out. It doesn't feel like it's my best. Well, and I think sometimes he 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 puts us, he allows us to go through those seasons, or maybe it's a test. I don't know. It could be a test, where where at the end of the day, he's like, you need to know how far the spirit has pruned you, transformed you from the inside yeah. out. And so I'm going to put you through these intense moments so that you have a chance to step back and go, oh my gosh, I am a different person than I was five years ago. Not because I decided it, not because I listened to self-talk, but because the spirit is doing things that only the spirit could do. Because the way that it was taught to me, and I don't know about you and your family, but my dad was um, a handyman. Okay. And he knew how projects should go. But inevitably, and in fact, I remember this one time, we came home from a restaurant. We were locked out of the house, right? And uh, he was very frustrated, very frustrated. The garage door wasn't working. We were locked out of the house. And so he's like, well, I'll just, I'll just, you know, break into my own house. You know, surely one of our windows has been left unlocked, right? And it was. The problem is the screen that protected the window from us being able to open it, um, he couldn't get it out. Like he was struggling with it. Mm. And he, I, I remember vividly watching him because it was springtime. There's still some snow piles around, but the grass was kind of graining up. Yeah. And you could see him and there's breath coming out and it's getting like more intense breath. And, and, and he's trying to just jiggle this thing and, and make it come out. And before you know it, he, you just see him snap shoves his hand through this, breaks the window, tears the... the, the like breaks the, the glass? Breaks the glass of the window, tears the, the, the screen, throws it across the room, says an abundance of words that I won't repeat here, and then throws open the sash of the window, gets someone to climb in, and he is just furious, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that means if things don't go as planned, I can get as mad as I want. Yeah, right? subconsciously you're going, that's, I guess, how you respond. Right, right. And, uh, and and that was, honestly, for much of my life, that's how I would respond. When things didn't go planned, like in ministry, I'd get mad. I'd get angry. I'd get even. I'd get very bitter. I'd, you know, yeah. All of these negative emotions would, would, would chime in. And, uh, and now, looking back, I'm like, 
I, I'm not having that same reaction. Yeah. Something shifted in me, not because I'm trying to, but something's just shifting in me, and I, I would chalk it up to the work of the Spirit. It makes me think of, because uh, right now I'm re- re-watching Band of Brothers for the nine millionth time, and I remember the one part right after they get out of Bastogne and they come down to take the city of Foy, and Lieutenant Dyke is there. And uh, Lieutenant Dyke is the guy who's really not like, he's not qualified to lead these people, you know, according to the movie. I don't know him in real life. I don't know. the. I've, I've not gotten that far in the book. Right. But according to the movie, he was extremely unqualified. It was like a West Point thing or, I mean, it was a government thing where someone's cousin needed him. He wanted to get some experience. And so off he goes. And so he's going in to take the city of Foy, or, you know, the the, uh, the uh, town of Foy with his group. Very, very unqualified. And next thing you know, you find himself, uh, you know, he finds himself hunkered behind a, like, kind of like, like a hay a hay bale. Right. With a bunch of guys. And his troops are scattered. And they're all trying to figure out what to do. And he's immobile. And they just need to move. Like, they that's just the thing. Need to In move. battle, you got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. You can't, you, staying still will kill you. Exactly. And so he is now, like, basically paralyzed with fear right and will not move and his guys are getting shot at you know guys are getting shot all over the place people are dying and then finally uh you know uh, uh, captain winners uh, goes up and, and gets this other guy spears who's the like fact one of my you know favorite. all the names of these characters yeah. is pretty impressive thank you and spears comes running down and i love what he said he goes i got this he like taps my shoulder he goes i'm relieving you of command kind of thing and so he's just kind of you know still like a statue in there and spears just goes in and immediately when spears responded in a uh, feeling of um, a, Act, of, of authority, right. action, forward motion. Everybody just starts moving, mm. and it changes the paradigm. I mean, honestly, they would have been dead right there had not Spears moved forward. And it makes me realize that we don't maybe have those kind of emotional things that happen, but I do believe that when things like that happen to us, it's kind of the same thing where our kids are going, how are we going to respond? Right, right. So so they're always looking for, and I think this is something that is in all of us, when things go unexpected, we immediately look for someone who's in charge and see their reaction, and then we model ourselves after that respond reaction. Respond their reaction. Right, right, right. So um, there was a study done um, over and over again where uh, they take a mom and a, a three-year-old, four-year-old child and put them in a room, and then they have a mouse on a string, and they, they, they take this mouse and run it across the room. Now, the, the the mom and child are in the room. They don't know why. They're they're they know they're a part of experiment, but they don't know for sure what it is. They, this very, and what they notice over and over again is the child has two immediate reactions. The first reaction is they notice the mouse because the mouse is moving. All right, so they notice the mouse. The next reaction, without fail, is they turn and look to mom. Yeah. Because they need to say, what should my reaction be to this situation? Because mm-hmm. I've never encountered it before. And they look to mom. Now, mom will almost inevitably get up, scream, and lose herself. Yeah. Right? Just, freak, ah! just freak out. Yeah. Right? Which then gives permission to the kid to do the exact same thing. And they would see the pause in the kid, look at mom, mom freaks out, child then freaks out. Yeah. And, and I think we see the same thing happening with us as adults. Yeah. Is often when we're in a situation, it's like, okay, who am I looking to? Who's in control and what do I do? And I think that's the great invitation of God saying, hey, now that I'm your king, now that I'm your father, you get to look at me and I got this. Remember, don't forget, I'm the one that parted the Red Sea. I'm the one who rose people from the dead. I'm the one that healed people that were sick. Um, I got this. Um, But often we don't look to him. We look to other things and, and, yeah, lose our stuff. Yeah, it's it's this idea that if God's word's true, God's for you. Right. 
God's got your back. In fact, I was reading in Philippians 1, verse 27, it says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. So this idea of being worthy of the gospel, and I keep going, what does that mean? Like, like what does it actually mean? And I jump back in, into 1 Corinthians. I've been reading this this week, and 1 Corinthians 3 uh, talks about this idea that, that basically here, let me, let me just read it to you as I'm, as I'm looking here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3.10 says, According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Right. Us and our kids. Let each one take care how he builds upon it, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. And I think about this in the simplicity of everything we do speaks either life or death. Right. And so I think we have an opportunity to press into this. You know, even with our kids as we, you know, the flinch response to inspire them to faith yeah. or inspire them to fear. Yeah, because we inspire regardless. Yes. It, it, they're always, they will look to us. Our wives will look to us. We'll even look to each other and we will inspire them and their behavior. And so are we inspiring fear or are we inspiring actions based in faith? Yeah, so we, so I think it's it, it's good to assess, you know, and and I know that I'm more guilty of and probably inspiring to fear just because of how I react. I'm very convicted by this because so many times something goes wrong, and it's never usually something big. It's something stupid. It's usually the little stuff, and maybe that's why Flat God tire. Yeah, car breaks down. Yeah, someone's late from work, and so we can't do this, <laughs> right, or right. we ran out of. Steak sauce or whatever it is, you know, and you get or whatever, whatever the deal is. Steak sauce? That's know, where you came up whatever with? Whatever it is. I'm, <laughs> Out of everything in the world. Mustard like, and ketchup, whatever. <laughs> so there I was. It was a miserable day. <laughs> it was a hard day. We're about to have burgers and I realize mustard's gone and I lose it. I'm throwing dishes. It. But it's funny because we do, even in those moments, our kids see us in the minutia right. of that. Like, oh, I got to go back again. Why didn't you call me earlier? Why didn't you do this? Um, and we respond so all of our responses. It's the same and, thing. And, and, okay, I'm sorry for no. You're good. Off. Go for I it. apologize. But but what you just said is, I think you're brilliant. Often our responses. Thank um, you. You're, you're brilliant, Bill. Thank you. This is That's why, why you, we do this podcast so you can tell me I'm amazing. <laughs> you light up my life. You make me whole. I'm gonna just drink my coffee right now. <laughs> what was that? Oh. I think I remember what I was talking about. Um, so we um, blame, 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 yeah. and, and 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 it is a it is an epidemic in our culture where we are always looking for someone to blame. And kids learn that not from other people; they learn that from mom and dad. Yeah. And when things don't go as planned, when grades aren't reached that should be, do we look at the answer, digging in to find a solution, or do we look at digging in to find someone to blame? Yeah. And I think that's a huge gut check for all of us as men and for our families of saying, are we a family that's basing our failures and successes on blaming someone else? Or are we saying, it is what it is, let's move on. Let's figure out how to move on. Which I love about that scene from Band of Brothers because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the example. He could have sat there for next 10 minutes and berated the leader that's failing. <coughs> blame, like said, that's it, we quit. Everyone pull back. Yeah. They retreat, and then the blame game starts. Or you can sit down and say, okay, it is what it is. I'm not happy about it. It's not what it should be. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. So now we dig in, and we figure out a solution. Whatever the solution is, let's walk out in faith and figure out a solution and move because we're not meant to be, you know, the foundation is Christ. That's immovable. We are called to be followers, to go, and so let's step out in actions and follow. 
Yeah, it's, it, even thinking about this, I'm going to use a Christian word, uh, a Christianese kind of word, but it, it's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Because what it is, is this is the core belief of what we think about ourselves. When Ooh. I get angry at myself, most of the time, it's because I believe in myself that I'm a failure. And since I'm a failure, it's now the poser in me has shown himself to my family. And I'm like, dang it. I'm not as great as I thought I was. Right. And so for us to get that straight again, I keep going back to if God's word's true, we have a God who's for us. We have a God who looks at us and says, you are valuable. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Stop believing the lie. This isn't a self-help thing. This is a this has been cast on me by the word that says I, I am valuable. Therefore, I get the opportunity to le- either leave precious stones gold you know it's silver basically to leave at the feet of jesus or is it wood hay and straw and it burns up just like a snap and here i am standing in front of god going well i worried my whole life away and so i don't really have much to give you and i haven't left much for my kids to give you because i've not set a foundation for that it's almost as if i, I wish jesus had a a story about this yeah right, right? yeah, yeah. You know? okay I, I wish i wish he had a story about this uh three talents uh, or this, these three managers that he had, and he gave one guy ten talents, and one guy five talents, and one guy one yeah, talent. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow, that I actually works. If Jesus only shared this and, and <laughs> gave us the story of— If there was uh, something in the scriptures. If, if, if you know, uh, uh, and it's this, uh, it's this brilliant idea of like, hey, listen, I've given you these things. Trust me with them. Yeah. You know, and that's what he reminds the guys at the end of it. The, the first two guys, the one that got ten and the one that got five, they trusted the one who gave them the, the talents and said, yeah. I'm going to use these. And True. they in- increased. The one guy that was motivated by fear, he said, I have one. That's all I got. I'm going to hide it and bury it and make sure that I return to him at least that one. And he's the one that gets reprimanded in the story that Jesus tells. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's almost like our response shows, do we trust God or not? That's the question. Right. Do we, do we trust him with the things that are, that, are, that are cast on us? And then that helps our kids understand how they can trust God. That God, not so much that dad was steady, but that dad looks to God and puts his reliance on him. Correct. Because that's the thing. You, you, you always hear, well, man, I, th- you know, I thought my dad was whatever, a superhero. And then one day that superhero fell. Right. And, and, and our hope as we talk about this, as we share about, about legacy, is that, is that our kids wouldn't run to this belief that we are the personification of God, but that we run to who God is. Correct. We have an opportunity today to examine our lives as we begin to think more about this and to say, where, where have I almost allowed my kids to see that, that I'm the source of strength and God is not? And we need to oh. kind of turn that around and yeah. say, you know, I'm showing my kids what it's like to trust God. I'm showing what it's like for, for them to realize that I'm a human being and I'm going to make mistakes and I have an opportunity in these little things that happen or big things like when we may lose the house we want or we may lose the contract that we have and lose all this time that, that's still in the midst of that. We have a God that we can trust because these big things or little things, are all they all matter to God. Right. And so wherever our kids are, whether it's, oh, I, lo- I, I failed the test or I didn't get this part in a play or I didn't get first string, how am I going to respond is really indicative to how we respond right. in life, in life circumstances. So I guess the question for us as dads is how do you respond? Like have a yeah. gut check moment. How do you respond? How do you respond when things aren't going well? How do you respond when um, the unexpected happens or when someone's running late? 
because of their own doing or not? How do you respond yeah. and realize we're imprinting on our kids, giving them permission to respond that way? And are responding the way that the spirit is transforming us to respond in? And like mm. you said, I, I love what you said. This isn't a self-help thing. This yeah. isn't like one day you will achieve nirvana. That ain't the case. Not at all. You are going to fail unfortunately, till the day you breathe your last breath. That's why the grace and goodness and forgiveness of Christ is so huge and so important. However, for whatever reason, he's given us these kids that we have a chance to say, all right, the Spirit's doing something in me. Let me show the kids what the Spirit's doing and and let them know this isn't me. If it was up to me, I would be furious. I would be cussing and I would be mad. This isn't up to me. And, and, and so I have peace about this. God's got this. He's going he's gonna to do what he needs to do. So let's figure out what are some solutions. So this is an opportunity for us to inspire our kids to faith, to trust in what God says. And a lot of this comes down to us going, do I really, am I ready for when these things happen? Have I spent time really understanding who God is? Have I really understood who I am in his eyes? Right. So that, so that when this stuff happens, it, it takes, you know, even if it's, even if it's a, a, a few a few moments every day for us to spend time in God's word to go, I need to know who I am in you because this doesn't just affect the way that I respond at work. This, re, this, affect, this, this affects the minutia of who I am as a child of God. Minutia. Like that? That's, that's minutia. These little things. It wasn't that the name of a band from the uh, 80s from Mexico? Menudo. No, I think that's Menudo. Menudo. And it may affect the Menudo of who we are, too. So. so I guess I'd say that, that the challenge today is for us to go, man, am I angry right now? Do I find myself getting angry a lot? Right. Do I find myself getting frustrated with, with the stupid things? Or am I going to just say, God, you've got a plan on this? And not just, well, God thinks God works everything together for good, but more just why? <laughs> Because he does, he does. But this, but 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 that cliche that we throw right, out right. that 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 we really don't understand that verse. Right. But to go, I'm actually leaning on the fact that I can trust right. him in this. So so, and I would say this too. Um, going to that cliche, um, sometimes we can say, well, that means I'm not going to do anything. And I don't think that's what God is saying. I think what God is saying no. is like, be be bold in identifying what you can control and what is out of your control. Trust me with the things that are out of your control and continue to invest in the things that are your control. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's that's where we're saying, hey, pause, get through the anger as quick as possible and then figure out, OK, what is it that we can be a part of? You yeah. know, and so for me, again, with my family, it was a matter of like, OK, what I can control is the attitude and posture of my family. Either they can all go to bed tonight, really pissed, angry and terrified, yeah. or they can go to bed tonight going laughing and saying we're still family. Yeah. At the end of the day, we still got a house. Yeah, things are still, the, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and we still have plenty of time to do what we need to do to have the confidence in God and knowing what he's doing. And so that's what I invested in. And so we had laughter. We did homemade pazookies. And if you don't know what that is, oh, that's okay. so good. And, you know, just cut up that, that l- loaf of cookie dough that oh, you get. So they say. good. You know, it's a big warning on there. Don't eat raw cookie dough. And I'm like, whatever. Whatever. I'm living on the edge today, baby. Yeah, you are. Some people go skydiving. I eat raw cookie dough. You're inspiring to faith by eating raw cookie (laughs) dough. Look at this, children. Raw cookie dough. Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, man. So I guess that's where we're at is can we, you know, the big thought today is inspiring with with that huge example but inspiring to faith or inspiring to fear what are we doing with our families take the time this week to challenge yourself and look and see how am i inspiring my family to faith and how can i change the things that i'm inspiring them to fear to become a faith-based 
response. And if all else fails and you don't know what you can do about a certain situation, the one thing that we can all do is pray. Yeah, bring it in front of the Father. And um, and that doesn't mean just praying alone. Sometimes that means grabbing the hands of your kids and your wife and saying, I don't know what this means. I don't know where this is going to end, but I do know that God is uh, aware of it. And so we're going to pray. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's the one thing we can all do in any situation. And in fact, he invites us. And in fact, he challenges us. It says, pray at all times. Yeah. That's it. And so, you know, even a couple, you know, last year we actually talked about stepping into the awkward, about praying and spending oh, time. If you haven't yeah. a chance to listen to that one, check it out because that'll help you in making the response to God more, more uh, faith-based, I guess I would say, Aww. that as we, leave, as, we, as we leave our burdens at the feet of the Father, <laughs> we can allow our family to see us do that. Yes, and uh, I feel like we need to do tongue twister uh, warm-ups next time we do a podcast because both of our tongues are uh, somewhat twisted. Somewhat and, twisted and today. Our pronunciation of... Uh, our pronunciation? Pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, being with us. It's been a year. It's been a this year. This has been a year. We, we've been putting out podcasts for over a year now, and we, we do not see ourselves stopping anytime soon. And like I've said to Bill many a times, um, I, I, I think that people listen in is fantastic, but I really don't care because I'm a better dad because we do the podcast <laughs> every week. And, uh, and so hopefully you find yourselves in the same situation. As always, man, if you find something helpful, share it on Facebook. Share it on Netflix. Netflix? <laughs> Instagram. You can share it on Netflix, too, if you want to. Go... Write it out on a letter, put a stamp on it, mail it to someone, share it. Share it out. You want to. Share this with your friends. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for dealing with us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you guys have a rest of a good day, guys. Yeah, God bless, man. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.